Welcome to another episode of Iowa Innovation, although today is not just any episode, Anthony. Today is our 50th episode of the Iowa Innovation Podcast. So we finally crazy. know. We finally know what episode we're on. Now. We do. We do. We're okay. on number 50. There you go. And in case you're wondering who's joining us in the studio today, uh, one of our guests is uh, is is here on, you know, to help us celebrate the occasion, uh, Jennifer Smith who uh, was with me on the very first episode of Iowa Innovation way back when. Uh, we invited her to come back and join us for this yeah. one because we thought Welcome. this was kind of a big deal. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, and I would just say, like, not to stroke my own ego, but it wasn't just the first episode. That's true. kind of started the thing with you. Oh. It kind of did. kind of like was your co-host yes. for the first, you know, just well, saying. Humble there's, brag. There's, a, know, fa- there's right? a phantom episode out there somewhere. We did like a test interview episode just to see if we could make it all work. And that one never actually, you know, yeah. made it online. Wasn't and it, was like a, it exists in interview. Logan's vault somewhere. It was my interview with you <laughs> yeah. before I asked you to co-host. Yeah, because we wanted to figure out if this Man, thing would work. How soon he Wasn't forgets now that he's gotten to start I'm not forgetting. I was allowing you to tell the story. <laughs> yeah, because that was where we coined the not a doctor, Rob Merritt. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Also, the, uh, the the I was trying to explain to Anthony that I realized we missed an opportunity because uh, during the first couple of seasons, we had a slogan on the podcast that came from you, mm-hmm. which was it started when we were riffing on the butter cow. Yeah, and it wound right. up being yeah, for a butter, no better you. <laughs> and then we realized we brought Anthony Betters on as co-host. Ah! And we're like, how did we not notice that we could have totally Dude. rolled that in could have oh, missed it but then i want to be humble i was like i don't want to make it all about me you know and so it's about the collective and he didn't push back <laughs> and you lost your opportunity i did I oh did. my gosh that oh could have totally God. branded I, myself I know, I know. <laughs> propelled oh. the branding you have aspect. to find these moments dude i know <laughs> it's okay it's okay so we're also joined in the studio uh by jordan and jordan coordinates the events for nuboco um, if, is event coordinator is that your official title? Director. Event director. Ooh, yes. Get it right, yeah. bro. Come That's on, why I got a promotion. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> See, it's important to make sure you have it right. Events. Okay. Well, it, because we're actually going to be talking today about uh, about events, building community through events, and uh, and that is that is like the main focus of what you're doing for Nubaco. But Jennifer, that is also something you had a lot of involvement with yeah. when you were there with, uh, with on our team, and uh, and that was why this made the perfect 50th episode because it kind of brings everything together wow but uh yeah so i guess you know and we'll talk a little bit more about the 50th episode and, and how far we've come and, and some of the, the you know where we started but uh but one thing we want to mention before we go on is just a a quick thanks to our presenting sponsor van meter yes. uh, who is making all this possible and we are actually going to be having van meter on as a guest uh on, on this i believe they'll be the next episode after this one. 51st. Yes, the 51st episode. There you go. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And uh, we also want to do a big shout out to our media sponsor, who, by the way, has been here with us from the beginning, uh, Upload Media Group. Um, <laughs> Upload was there with us when we did the very first test episode, and, and they've been with us on everything we've done up to this point. And this season is the first time that they've officially become our media sponsor, uh, which is why this is the first season we've been able to do uh, video to go with the podcast. So surprise, yeah, surprise, you're in video. Yeah, Jennifer, there's a surprise for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, thank we, God we I weren't, put clothes on. We, right. weren't, we weren't doing this uh, when you and I started out. I we didn't have cameras, and yeah. now we do. It was always the goal, though, right? We always talked about that. It was how much more fun it would be to be able to have video. So I've loved watching the evolution on social media. 
um, being able to see it come from where we started with like some kind of hunched up scripts that I had written that weren't flowing very well to, I mean, you guys sound awesome every week. So we I love it. I so are it. you a dedicated listener? I am a dedicated listener. Ooh. Yes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> we yeah. found one. Yeah. You found, I, I'm the one that's on there every week. <laughs> that one person. It's me. She, it's me. Okay. No, I love listening The number's guys. always ticking up, but I knew we always had that one listener. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just different. let it play so your numbers keep going up. <laughs> there you and, go. You know. I appreciate it. <laughs> we do appreciate that. We do appreciate that. Well, uh, I, well, when you were with us at New Book Co., Jennifer, you did a lot with events. Yeah. Uh, and Jordan, you're doing a lot of that now. Um, could both of you just kind of talk, first of all, before we get into the impact of events, just kind of talk about some of the events that fall under the New Book Co. umbrella, some of the things that we're mm-hmm. responsible for and, uh, and, and, why, and why we put those on? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we do a lot of different things at New Book Co. with events. Um, you know, Future City starts off at the beginning of the year, and then we have One Million Cups that happens weekly, as long as there's not a holiday. Uh, we have our annual meeting with Nuboco. Um, we've started to do some fundraisers, uh, and of course, the big one, Entrefest. Um, which, which we just had a big announcement come out a few, uh, a few weeks ago about how... Uh, Cedar Rapids is going to be playing host to Entrefest again so after yeah. after the yeah. last and the last two years in Iowa City were awesome. It They've was been a great, fantastic yeah. place to be. But at the same time, it's you know you don't want to stay in one place for too long, and it's yeah. good to move around. And I think I'm personally really excited to see it come back to Cedar Rapids. The first Entrefest I ever went to was in Cedar Rapids, and mm-hmm. and uh, and it's always good to be able to showcase a community and let people kind of come in. But uh, I know that uh, I know that when when that decision got made to come back to Cedar Rapids, what was what was the what what drove you to want to bring it to Cedar Rapids this this coming year? Yeah, so when I first graduated from college and my first interaction with Entrefest was 2018, I was doing an internship and I was just coming over and helping like set things up. Went to a few things, um, and then the following year when I joined the team, it was also in Cedar Rapids. Um, and from my understanding was way back in the day when we first like started doing Entrefest, it was something that started off in Iowa City and then from there it was supposed to alternate between the two different locations. Um, a few things like got in the way of that. So I know that we were in Cedar Rapids for two years straight because there was a whole bunch of construction going down and down um, on the Ped Mall. And so it would have been difficult maneuvering around that. And then we had the pandemic happen, so mm-hmm. that had to be virtual. And then the following year, we weren't quite sure like what was going on, and so we decided to play it safe and just keep it in Cedar Rapids in case anything like last minute had to switch back to being virtual. Um, and then, well, in that year we did hybrid. Yes, we did. Yeah, so, yeah. We did do a hybrid. Yeah, and I don't want to skip over the. The virtual event, because that was huge. It was big. I mean, for because we were, you know, we're right into the pandemic. It was, are we going to do it? Are we not going to do it? Yeah. And this team, like, and I don't include myself in this part of it. The team, Jordan and Jill and some others really pulled off the technology side of that in a huge way. And it was interactive and fun. And there were dance breaks and there was networking. Like it was for an online event at the time. You guys did an amazing job. And we made that decision. I was actually in Florida with my family. And 
I had to jump out of the pool because my phone was just going crazy. And it was yeah. because we had all made the decision to make it virtual. And that was in March. That was like yeah. March 15th. And we did it in June. Right? And we had yeah. it June, probably yeah. like 6th and 7th. And so yeah. it was like, it was quick. quick it was really around. quick. Yeah. Yeah. We had so to figure the, out. Yeah, so then moving to the hybrid option was like, all right, we know these things. But then it was, oh, crap, we're in a venue now. Yeah, virtual, yeah. Which was a whole different I, thing, I feel like but. really quick we should we should clarify. <laughs> I think a lot of our listeners know what Entrefest is. But for right. those that don't, can you give a real quick overview of what Entrefest as an event is? Yeah, so um, Entrefest is it's a two-day conference celebrating the you know entrepreneurship, innovation, just all those kinds of different things within our community. Um, Jennifer from an outsider and being a planner. Yeah, so it really, I mean, EntreFest is just, it's, you know, Iowa's largest gathering really of entrepreneurs, yeah. you know, and that's just kind of one of its claim to fame is that focus on bringing together not just, you know, a whole bunch of workshops and people selling you stuff. In fact, you're not really going to get sold anything at EntreFest. You go there to learn and experience and connect and it, you know, I think the biggest thing about it is it is an experience. You get to go to all these different venues. You get to meet all these different people. Um, and I think the the speaker committee itself does has a really, really um, high level of focus on trying to bring in new voices, diverse voices, mm -hmm. topics that are going to really connect with what's going on in the entrepreneurial and innovation community at the time. Um, there's some pretty good arguments during those meetings. I can speak first firsthand being on the speaker committee, you know, about what's really appropriate, mm -hmm. you know, to bring because it's not, you know, what we don't want to be is, you know, another kind of mental well-being kind mm -hmm. of conference, right? We want to balance that and have some threads of that because that is important to an entrepreneur, but right. also just, you know, the business focus, the tactics focus, the strategy focus. And you get that, you know, as part of the experience. But then you also get things like, um, oh, what's it called? The theater thing that you do when you're like, yes, and. What is oh, that improv. improv. Like improv classes. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking impromptu. <laughs> that was the only word. That, those that impromptu classes. You know, like you'll do an improv class or you'll go and you'll um, you have an experience planting something. You know, like you do these kind of interactions that just give you a whole different way to connect with other people. Mm -hmm. And so it is, it's just, and then there's pitch competitions mm -hmm. and opportunities to enter those and earn money and um, podcasts that happen during right, the event, right. um, know you know, live podcasts that happen. And uh, it's just, it really is a, it's a really cool just kind of place to be. Yeah. You know? Last year was my first year being on EntreFest yeah. and being on the committee uh, with yourself, yeah. uh, Jennifer and Jordan, J squared. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I had the opportunity, but also just like you said, talking about like being the outsider coming in yeah. and kind of seeing the the networking and the opportunities um, that these entrepreneurs, not just here in Iowa, there yeah. are people that are coming outside of Iowa yeah. to come to EntreFest. It's over what, like 400 or 500 or so mm -hmm. uh, people. Um, and I know that it'll probably keep upticking since COVID is over yeah. or not. Mm. Yeah. Don't, I don't want to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, careful. Yeah. It's yeah. better yeah. than it was. It's, it's better, better than, than it was. was. Yes. Appreciate that. Um, and so I I love the fact of um, the networking aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And I remember meeting this young lady. She had well, she had like her, her name tag, but she also she had like, uh, what is it? Like an investor. And she was looking for somebody to invest in her company. Mm. And she ended up finding somebody to help, like, you know, talk to yeah. in that sense. And so I don't know if she ended up getting somebody to help invest in her company. But that was like a cool story, mm -hmm. right? Just somebody... Yeah. 
I mean, not random, but somebody here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, that came to Entrefest looking for something to help them yeah. in their entrepreneurial journey, and they end up finding yeah. that. Yeah. And then there's those really deliberate opportunities that created that get created for that through the one-on-one mentoring sessions mm-hmm. that you guys set up, and you know, we have people that have expertise that are so willing to share it, and this is a venue for them to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. find find money. You yeah, know, legitimately no, find money. So I yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and big ups to you, Jordan. For because mm. I, I know that that was definitely a headache of uh, event. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Sure. It's Each a big year. one. It's all of my friends and family both know. Do not ask her to do anything <laughs> from <laughs> these months to these to be, months. Once it gets to be around like May or so, March, you don't probably, yeah. don't do anything to stress out or upset Jordan. <laughs> right. I mean, that's like you know that's absolutely the the definition of poking the bear. <laughs> yes. 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 You do amazing work though with that event every yeah, year and it always comes Thank together you. really well so huge huge respect to you yeah, yeah. Uh, now Fest is a big once a year thing mm-hmm. um, but another event that you have a lot of and both of you have had a lot mm-hmm. of involvement with is One Million Cups yeah. which is a regular event happens uh, almost every week mm-hmm. uh, can you first of all talk a little bit about again a lot of people in our audience do know are familiar with One Million Cups but can you just can you talk a little bit about specifically what we aim to do with One Million Cups in Cedar Rapids you want me to? So even though Jordan is a lead organizer, um, One Million Cups is just, it's an amazing little event. I Sometimes I, I think of it in my head as a little bit of like a mini Entrefest. It mm-hmm. just happens every week because it's that same kind of vibe where, you know, entrepreneurs across the community, business leaders across the community, um, mentors from organizations like the SBA and SCORE will kind of all gather in this location and somebody will get up and present and maybe it's an educational topic or it's something they're wanting some advice on and um it really is a community conversation Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's it's a community conversation and we put some structure around it you know with things like sponsors and openings and closings and all that good stuff but there is um it's an opportunity to learn with and from and through other people in the community about how they're doing entrepreneurship how mm-hmm. it's working or not working for them so that you can really um expand the the awareness and and even the questions that you might want to ask about your opportunity right cuz that's one of the things that i you know when i work with small um business people in my coaching practice is it's like i don't even know what to ask like I'm going to this event. What do I say? No, <laughs> you seriously. know? Mm-hmm. And I that's a legitimate question. Mm-hmm. And I think one million cups is a great little proving ground to start to feel that out. Cause it's not just being on stage, it's sitting at the tables with other people. Mm-hmm. And you gotta do that awkward, huh? So what do you do? <laughs> you know? Like nobody loves it. like Networking. very I know to, like here's my here's my very opinionated, like mean thing. Sick people love networking. Tominsky. <laughs> Freaking loves his, we can all agree this is not a sane yes. person. We love him. I mean, no disagreement here. It's yeah, you're right. I love that man with all my heart, but, but, but I'm always a little skeptical because he loves networking. So you're, you're missing a couple things though. What's that? Free coffee and yes. donuts. Yes. Um, yeah. The best and part. Yeah, we the upgraded. best part. How dare I? That's uh, that's how I explain to yeah. people. I'm yeah. like, hey, if you want some free donut holes yeah. and coffee. From Donut Land. From Donut Land. That we get from Lou's. That's right. Yes. And you know. And not Folgers coffee. It's coffee from Dash. It's some good 
some good coffee. Oh, I've, yeah, yeah, that's not. I was like, okay. I was like wait a minute, it's that, okay. actually yeah. some good coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And if the donuts are left behind, and I see that they're left behind, yeah. I'm probably gonna take the box. Yeah, that yeah. used to be me. You know, you took my job, but I'll take yeah. the box. I'll, I'll bring it to the geometric building. Yeah, but I'll take like a handful. And I'll, leave, <laughs> I'll leave the rest. Oh, for I just put them in my so, car and take them home to my kid. My one million <laughs> cups budget feeds Anthony breakfast. Every yes, Wednesday. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we started recording this episode, uh, I was talking to Jennifer a little bit of kind of about these events. And you were saying that you've actually, speaking of networking, you've seen instances mm. where people have actually made a connection yeah. that led to something. Yeah. Uh, can you can you kind of tell that story for, yeah. for us here? Yeah. So it's actually a, per, a firsthand story. So it just happened to me. Um, yes. So Jordan, was it you? I think forwarded me an email mm, from the gentleman mm-hmm. in Makokata, yeah, whose name recently. is escaping me right this yeah. second. I will have to look it up. But um, they run an innovation center down in Makokata. And he was looking for me, gave Jordan a very vague description, <laughs> which when I saw him the night of this event, he's like, I'm so glad that somehow got connected. Um, but either way, uh, he was looking for me because he was looking for a veteran to talk about mental health issues on a panel down in Makokata. There is no way that this gentleman and I would have ever crossed paths if it had not been for one million cups at when we were at the Olympic, this was probably it had to have been more than six months ago because mm-hmm. I haven't been. And so I had the opportunity. It was really great. I got connected with this panel. I had the opportunity to, to go down to Makoka a couple weeks ago, speak on a panel. Um, and I was speaking specifically about uh, veterans mental health issues, which is a cause near and dear to my heart since that's my husband died from that about six months ago. Mm-hmm. So. It was just really, really special to be able to do that. And I was like, wow, what a cool thing to have connected via One Million Cups, mm. which is you know, something I served passionately on for a couple of years um, and just had to st- just take this break from for a little while. So it was really neat to be able to yeah. kind of reconnect with that and have this kind of neat thing happen. So, cool. yeah. Nice. So thank you, Jordan, yeah. for continuing to host. Look at you, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it sounds, you know, I mean, <clears throat> we're singing all the praises of Entrefest and of One Million Cups mm-hmm. and events like that, which makes it sound like it's a no-brainer to do these things, which means everybody should do them. But there's obviously a huge challenge sure. to making these things happen. What uh, what are the big challenges that you see in keeping events like One Million Cups going and Entrefest going? What are the, the Jordan, what are the main challenges you run into? Uh, I would definitely have to say like the, the, we have our consistent members that show up every single week. They even show up when we tell them that we don't have it. <laughs> um, you know, we have that group, but um, that's a wonderful problem to have, by the way. You have people who enjoy it so much yeah. that you have to be like, no, well, no, no, just, no yeah. not happening this week. Yeah, you don't it's have just to- part of their weekly routine. But honestly, like the consistency of the attendance totals, because one million cups, I have it already set in stone that it's X amount of donut nibblers every Wednesday. Me. Typically, <laughs> typically. Um, I know that we'll go through this much coffee. Uh, still, I kind of feel like with the pandemic, and especially like with one million cups, because it's not like a, something that you have to pay to attend. You just like show up. So if you don't show up, it's not like you're out any money. You're just out that opportunity of that morning. But it's like, oh, okay, then I have a bunch of waste of like coffee, and that kind of stinks. Or just, and I think that's also with a lot of different events too, is like, the attendee numbers so that you have the appropriate amount of like catering stuff. But then also like 
I don't know. I do still have a lot of people that are like, okay, so is this online? And I was like, it's 2023. I get it. But no, we're yeah. back in person. Right. And not with, touching a computer. And with those challenges, I'm curious of which event is the most challenging, but yet the most rewarding uh, for you. 100%. And why? Um, so honestly, so bef- when I first started, it was 2019. And like our attendance, it was really close to five, really close. Like even with, you know, sponsors and speakers, all that kind of stuff, it was still, and it felt full. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the pandemic happened. Then the uh, hybrid year, we we could only have 250 in-person mm-hmm. un- amount of people. Right. Um, and so, you know, that felt great because we're like, oh, tickets are sold out. <laughs> but it was only, you know. Speaking from a marketing perspective, I loved that. Yeah, <laughs> it was only half of what we're normally at. And I would say now even like our ticket numbers, you know, they're still our attendee numbers, honestly, are still lower than what they were before the pandemic. So mm. like just trying to figure out those things that are going to make somebody want to leave the home, leave their computer come to a conference or an event in person live mm-hmm. whether it costs money or not i think that's the biggest thing of just like not knowing like there's still i feel like the attendance numbers like right. that's still a big unknown um you know i see it growing more each like with one million cups each week or like entrefest each year that kind of stuff but it's just and then the other thing that drives me bonkers is that everyone always was last minute before the pandemic, like having me on my toes, like, are we going to sell enough tickets? And then <laughs> like a week and a half before it's like, oh my gosh, we just had 150 attendees register. Now it's like, you know, they're waiting till just a couple days beforehand or they just like show up like, hey, can I get a ticket? And I'm like, Guilty. I'll admit I do it. I do it. I, I, yeah. I'm really bad now about like advanced planning because I'll have times where I'm like the week of I'm like, well, maybe I could do it. I'll wait till the day, you know. Yeah. And, and the and planner in me, that's just. Well, is that all yes. pandemic for you, though, Rob? Or I mean, I mean is that also the I, advent of your child? I, there is a little bit of that. Because <laughs> I know that too. shifted for me a lot when my son was born. I, that I was will quite admit, a while I'm, ago. I'm very reluctant to commit to plans because you yeah. just never know what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned some of the poor pandemic to get blamed for everything. Yes, yes. You know? <laughs> I mean, hasn't that poor, if, poor if there guy taken enough? If there's a silver lining to the pandemic, it's that we all have we have a perfect target. Anytime something doesn't go right, like, it's the pandemic, it's man. The pandemic. That's what caused it. I I would say though, it's seems like another part of the challenge is making sure as far as getting people out of the house making them want to come and be a part of it part of that challenge is keeping it fresh and yep. giving people things interesting that they want to come see mm-hmm. and so whether it's the guests that are coming to one million cups or the speakers you're recruiting for entrefest what do you do and what questions do you ask uh in order to keep events feeling fresh and keep them being something that people want to come to Yeah, so I definitely, I mean, me, myself, attending other people's events, um, regardless of if it's the same size and capacity as Entrefest, like I just went to a diversity symposium with maybe like 50 people, and I think I was sending Jill like messages all throughout that couple hour symposium of like, oh my gosh, let's try this, oh my gosh, let's try this. So Mm -hmm. like going to other organizations events um that definitely 
Because it's like, oh, I never, why didn't I think of that? What would you take out of the symposium? Oh my gosh. What would you like? From the girl that hates networking. Uh I love being behind the scenes and not being front and center. The icebreaker, like, bingo card thing of, like, just the most random questions. Like, find somebody that drives the same vehicle as you. Mm, Like, find somebody that's been to the Eiffel Tower. It could be the one in Vegas. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, I hate networking, and I loved that. Like, I walked away from Melissa, my, like, little buddy for the day. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I I even walked away from her, and I was, like, walking all throughout the thing, and I was like, Oh, this is great. This is super great. You know, so like that also just knowing that venue's food. So good. It was good stuff. So, so much better than some of the other places. But yeah, no, super great. Um, So within doing those type of like icebreakers for (laughs) myself, so I love networking, first off. Ah, oh, um, you're one of them. I'm, I'm one of those uh, weirdos. Yes. But you're in the right job. I am. Yeah. yeah. You are in the right Community job. Community engagement manager, yeah. I have to be a talker. Yeah. And so whenever, because I was there, of course, mm-hmm. uh, whenever I did the icebreaker, I only got like two. Yeah. Because I started like just talking like to not- people. <laughs> I'm just, just starting to talk. And I was like, oh, crap, hold on. Yeah. I saw some playing bingo. Hold on. Yeah. Give me a second. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't think anyone got a bingo. But like, and everyone's sheets looked the same. Had yeah. like maybe four names on it. But like. I would have got we a bingo. I'm all... too competitive. <laughs> it's because we were all chit-chatting. Couldn't resist it. You, you got know. 30 seconds, bro. Yeah. All right. Let's I, go yeah. to the next. Yeah. To the next. Yeah. <laughs> I got to win this thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, at, at Entrefest, you've got to bring in, I mean, how many speakers come to Entrefest each year? What oh, is it? goodness. 60? La- oh, 70? No, I don't this even last know. year was massive. This last year, I want to say it was like 98. That's the most you've had. Mm. Though, yeah. Right? yeah. And we realized that too. We're like, hmm. There's not a lot of attendees in each session. Why is that? Oh, because we have 10 sessions going I was on just at one time. Like, yeah, yeah. It was a lot. <clears throat> Typically, we have about five to six sessions, maybe a seventh running at the same time. But like that seventh is real rare. And I would say we have about, I think 70, like three was our, I think that was like 2021. Was that, pretty high, year. and that sounds like a lot. And yet, there are a lot of people who apply to be speakers at Entrefest who don't. You know, we, we don't take them just because we don't have room. Or mm-hmm. how do you figure? How do you decide what are the topics people are going to want to know about? Like as you read all of these pitches from various speakers who want to be part of Entrefest, how do you determine this is what people are going to want to hear about? I want this person to come in to talk about this topic. How do you get there? A committee. There's absolutely mm-hmm. no way that I could do it by myself. One, I mean, there's. A lot. There's a lot of applications that come through. Um, You know, we still also deal with somebody not like really reading the question to fill out the answer. So it's like, wait, how does this? Oh, yeah. This this wasn't supposed to go here. We end up with speaker bureau things. Yeah, then auto populate. Yeah, that'll help. Difficult, difficult, and very expensive. Um, But but we bring on some uh, pretty. I guess you would say like. (laughs) popular um, mm-hmm. guest here. And I don't want to get his name wrong, nor do I want to get the coffee brand name wrong. But Purnell. You, Purnell and the name of the coffee Black brand. And Black and That's bold. what I thought, but I yeah. wanted for sure. Yep, okay. Awesome. Yep. So he was, yeah. he was just like, I think like, just a random like maybe breakout speaker. He was at, a breakout speaker during Fest. the virtual. Yeah, with Caitlin. Vir- the, yeah, the I moderated virtual his year. sessions. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And we had ordered his like coffee. He had these like, 
Single um, serve packets. Yes. Yeah, packets that was kind of like a tea bag or whatever. I've missed finishing your sentences. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it so much. But well, then we actually just had him come back as a keynote. Yeah. Um, this year, we tried to get him last year, but they were just blowing up black and bold production. Yeah. Yeah. So like they were just recognized as the fastest growing coffee uh, business in Iowa. Yeah. If I'm not yeah. Mistaken. So awesome. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we've had the one of the founders from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, I think, yeah. was a guest at yeah. Entrefest one Which year. Which those two actually did a collab. That and was 2019, right? I think that Ben and Jerry's yeah, was there. 2019. Because that was the first Entrefest 20, I ever 18? went to. 18. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah. 18. It was my internship year. Yeah. And Black and Bold <coughs> Ben and Jerry's did the collab. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. Yeah. And one of the cool things about Entrefest is that it's it, it's managed to be on top of trends before they really. I mean, I remember going to. Uh, I think it was 2019, uh, Entrefest 2019, where there was a session on AI creating art. Mm -hmm. And that did not become a big deal in the mainstream until like four years later. But there was a session at Entrefest four years previously Mm -hmm. that was like, watch this AI thing creating. And they did it like right in front of everybody. And everybody's like, whoa, that's amazing. (laughs) And so then four years later, when suddenly it was like a big issue, I was like, hasn't this been around for? Oh, no, I saw it at Entrefest. Mm -hmm. That's why it feels like this has been around for a while. So that's always been something really cool is that you will you will see things being talked about at Entrefest often before they are really a big deal. Uh, so so it's kind of way to be ahead of the well, curve there. Is there part say. of that, though, that like Entrefest is also known as a good stage to launch ideas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so yeah. I think that goes both ways, where it's not just that we're so good that we find yes. these trends. <laughs> yes, it's yes. that the event itself is recognized for being a place to go and do that and Mm -hmm. to launch ideas. And so I think that's kudos to the event over the years as it's matured. Well, there's kind of a tone that gets set at the event. You know, and and there's an atmosphere at Entrefest where there's a lot of really cool ideas being thrown around, but it also, it never feels stuffy. It doesn't feel Mm. like, well, we're here to learn. Everyone must, you know, put on your (laughs) thinking cap. No, I mean, people are hanging out. They're having a good time. Uh, I think that there is definitely a relaxed, welcoming atmosphere that's there. And there's also a Happy certain... hours. Yeah. No, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Lots of those. And, yeah. And there's yeah. there's a very uh, a very friendly and welcoming atmosphere that happens at One Million Cups. Mm-hmm. And and Jennifer, I know that you've served as sort of like the MC of Master of, uh, sure. of One Million Cups a number of times, welcoming yeah. people and then handling the mic for Q&As and things like that. So a question to both of you is... How do you set that tone at an event and how do you strike that balance between this is what we're talking about is important and it's professional, Mm -hmm. but we don't want people to feel intimidated. We want people to feel like they can be themselves and this Mm -hmm. is relaxed, uh, even though what we're talking about is serious. How do you create that tone? Yeah, Honestly, I think Nuboco, like being the umbrella for some of these things helps that a lot because we are a very like we're serious, but like we're all very like laid back, you know, like, love to have Mm -hmm. chit chat, you know, it's, oops, a problem. Okay, well, uh, I need four people. Let's figure this out really fast. And Mm -hmm. it's never like a fire has been set. It's just like, okay, take a deep breath and like, let's go. So I think we just as the people there kind of help set that stage a little bit also of like, it's just, it's a fun space I don't know what do you think yeah I would I would agree with that that was kind of where my brain went Mm -hmm. first is that you know part of it is driven by the mission of the organization right so you know this idea of building community in Nuboco I think is just so heavily invested in that idea 
But then, um, you know, I'm going to be a little bit of a nerd for a second. It's often for me thinking about just the way I plan classes when I'm teaching is, all right, what's the outcome I'm trying to achieve here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and so there's always that <clears throat> that goal in mind of what is what's the energy that we need to put the audience into right now, the mm-hmm. environment into. And so that's where like free donuts and coffee right. like yeah. set a certain tone inside of a one million cups. The happy hours that you mentioned inside of Entrefest set a certain tone. Mm-hmm. We're not here just to like do business all day. We're here right. to have a freaking party. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're here to party Celebrate with entrepreneurship, you the, know? You know, the success. Yeah, and the... so that's, I always try to carry that in when I'm, um, you know, when I'm emceeing or I'm in front or I'm doing an intro at an Entrefest where it's like, hey, we're here to raise the energy for this group of people, not just in like a, hey, let's party kind of way, but we're literally trying to raise the energy Mm. about this topic. And so how can I get people engaged in wanting to do that with me. Right. And so for me, it's sometimes about being a little bit silly, mm-hmm. you know, while also steering us the direction that we want right, to go. Right. I often feel like I'm pedaling a clown car. Um, <laughs> but that's just my inner me. Um, well, so. I was say, I mean, I think we even got the, the 30 second dance party buttons because of you. Yes, mm-hmm. totally. So and I we found, gave yeah. you one as a gift. I, it's still, yeah. So I'm on Instagram <laughs> one night and I see this ad be, and I like, I don't know, Instagram knows me. Like I just got it. Get your algorithm down. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So I spend money on the dumbest stuff. In fact, I just got it. T- I'm sorry. Going off topic here for a second. I got a targeted ad today. For a phone charger that looks like uh, Christmas lights. Okay. If you think I'm not gonna waste my money on you, that, yeah, you I are would. crazy. That was I, a, I, I don't quit. <laughs> I'm not really sure how you're wasting any money on that. That's Thank something you. you need to get. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, I knew you were my people. Um, <laughs> I, 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 have a US, I have a little USB dongle that transforms into like the dog Ravage from the yes. Transformers oh, series. So yes. I know all about dorky yes. computer accessories. Yes. Believe me. Thank you. So yeah. So that so I find this this 30 second dance party button on Instagram I send it to Jill and Jordan I'm like y'all we need this <laughs> we need this for like this should be an entrefest giveaway bags that's how invested I'm in on this <laughs> and Jill and I clicked buy for eight yes so, <laughs> so then we have you so then as my giving as my going away as I left Nuboco that my present that was in my bag and nice. we have it in the box at one million yeah. cups we tried to do it one time the people looked at us so weird they're like there was maybe I would say there was 50 percent yeah. participation yeah. probably but it was not the hit that I really hoped no. it would no. it was a hit at Entrefest though <laughs> from photos and videos I saw so, so much fun but yeah. as you talk about that though because um, I've been with Nuboco for a year and entering entering Nuboco uh, it was definitely a, a different scene yeah. that I've ever been a part of mm-hmm. and so um, just quick backstory for myself so Born and raised Waco, Texas, mm-hmm. moving to Cedar Rapids, Iowa to help start a senior in-home care service. So yeah. being an entrepreneur in that sense, yeah. right? Um, and then stopped doing that, the pandemic, talk about that, kind of <laughs> messed things up, yep. but then made my way over because I want to get out of healthcare. And I was like, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? Let me apply a new Boco and see what happens. Yeah. And then unbeknownst to me, they have um, a new position for a community engagement manager, yeah. right? But being a part of the community at New Boco, like you talk about, is super laid back. But yeah. we do like serious stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and it's funny. It's funny because 
I think we can cuss on this, right? Oh, uh, we have yes, Jennifer we on as a guest. Anthony, Anthony, drop it. I'll just tell you right now. If, if we were not, it. if we were not I'm allowed, I'm surprised I haven't cursed yet. I, so. we, we would never be able to bring Jennifer on. You're right. You're right. But on our wall, I, I know it's super new. But when you walk in, it says "Get S Done." Yeah. Get shit done. Get shit done. Okay, my bad. Shit done. My bad. Good <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah, get, get that stuff. We done. should actually be asking your child's in the room. Do you True. want us to curse? <laughs> like, that's At really point, what we should be worried about. Late. I don't think she's here. She's she's not worried about us. Uh, for the, no. for those who are listening, uh, Anthony's uh, Anthony's daughter is currently engrossed in uh, a tablet or something and has no idea what we're talking yes. about right now. Head is deep in. Briley, can you hear me? No, she cannot hear me. Yeah, she okay. didn't even look up. Yep. <laughs> but no, but, but coming back is that. Um, being a part of Nuboco and being a part of the um, the laid back atmosphere mm-hmm. um, definitely made me more comfortable coming into something that I've kind of really never been a part of. But having people like we talk about yeah. David, um, he was more so like my mentor, yeah. grooming me and helping me understand more about Nuboco. And I know he has a self proclaimed the first person, uh, first employee at New yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was definitely a privilege to be able to work with him. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and I, I appreciate everybody that's kind of welcomed me into New yeah. Boco and mm-hmm. being able to expand and spread the the love, not just here in Cedar Rapids, but throughout Iowa, yeah. because Nuboco, we're all about world-changing oh, ideas, yeah. Iowa world-changing ideas. Yeah. Um, and that's just not in our pocket that we're in the city yeah. that we live in, and that expands out in Iowa, but also we can expand a little bit further out yeah. this out the state as yeah. well, which we're, what we're trying to do. Yeah. You know, I used to, um, well, I still do, but when I, <clears throat> I volunteer in a veterans trans- transition organization, I teach classes for them and do some coaching. And I would, I would always talk, when I worked for New Boca, I would, you know, have to introduce what I did. And I was just like, you know, we have a huge entrepreneurial, a huge innovation. I would talk about what we did at New Boca and everything that was going on in Iowa. And they're like, in Iowa, right? You know, and honestly, like that's one of the reasons that this podcast was such a big deal for me when I worked there because I was like, this people need to know, like what's going on in this state. I'm not a native Iowan. I'm like you. I'm a transplant, and you know, but there's just there's so many cool things going on here, and Nuboco is just such a hub mm-hmm. for that that you really you get to see so much of it being mm-hmm. in Nuboco. So I love that that's been your experience too because I miss that part of but, being in the organization. But what I'm curious you know? about is what is your greatest memory of working at Nuboco? Hmm. Oh heck. See, I didn't say the F word. Um, man, what is my greatest memory? Um, you know, it might be the time that Jordan scheduled me to MC back-to-back sessions at Entrefest, <laughs> and I had to run say, across, clear across Iowa City. Yeah, clear across <laughs> Iowa City, because then I think Logan and I had to do a podcast. He was waiting for Rob and I to join <laughs> to do the live pod, not live, but the re- the podcast for this. Mm-hmm. And then I had to run back over to the venue across Iowa City. <laughs> and it's just like, I love my job. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and it was but that That's and awesome. it was such a metaphor for just the experience of working at Nuboco because, you know, you might be on the future city judging a kid's, you know, future city that they designed. And then I'm turning around and working with corporate um, leaders teaching them how to do entrepreneurship and innovation and then turning around and teaching diversity, equity, and inclusion to the latest Delta V class. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was literally ping-ponging from one direction to the next. But, 
you know, the common thread, and I think what really got um, nurtured within me was just that impact on people. You know, like right. how do we make an impact on people? And I, you know, I, I, that's at the forefront of my mind in the work I do today, every day. Well, and I think both the impact on people and doing what needs to happen uh, to get things yeah. done, both mm-hmm. of those, you kind of embodied that when the pandemic was happening yeah. and you talked about how people just kind of needed an outlet. And so yeah. you f- you started an entire series of like like the Nubico yeah. like like book club yeah. that was like oh, a, yeah. a fully virtual thing yeah. and it, w- it was every month and I remember yeah. talking to you about it at the time and you were like well it just there's people who are stuck in their houses and they they need to yeah. they need community and even mm-hmm. if we can't be having events in person yeah. they just need people to talk to and we need yeah. something to come together on so how about this book let's mm-hmm. all talk about this book yeah. and so that was something that I thought was really yeah. cool was how at a time when everybody was kind of like, well, what do we do? What do we do next? What do we do? You totally embraced the virtual aspect mm-hmm. and the the world of Zoom, which yeah. a lot of us were kind of discovering by force because yeah. of the pandemic. We're like, oh, we have to use Zoom now. Okay. And you just kind of ran with that and made a lot of positives out of it. Yeah. And it started out as, you know, because I was the director of innovation, it started out as the innovation book club. That was mm-hmm. where we started. We were reading exclusively innovation book titles. And then as it kind of progressed, as things do, I'm a, you know, I was, I was teaching innovation. And so I was like, well, let's iterate, you know, why let's not? Let's iterate on this thing. Because what was happening was people were showing up every time we would do this thing and be like, well, I mostly read it or I kind of mm. read it <laughs> or I got through the first chapter. And so we actually redubbed it the mostly Reddit book club, <laughs> you know, because I was like, you don't have to even read the book. You know, you may have had just great intentions, but if you're like me, you are a great collector of books with the intention to read them someday. I felt a, I felt right? a lot more welcome Ooh, at the group yeah. once that name change happened. Yeah, right? Like, and Because I do, I love books. My house is covered in books. I love them. I've read probably half of them, mm-hmm. right? And so there were times, even as the book club facilitator, I would show up and be like, y'all, I skimmed. <laughs> like, I watched a 10-minute video on YouTube right before this, you know? <laughs> But it was, and it was great. And we did, we ended up with, similar to One Million Cups, we ended up with a core group of people that were meeting every month. And we were talking, you know, we're talking about the book and we're talking about the experiences that we had that were related to the book. And then the conversation would just kind of segue off from there. And we'd end up just talking about topics that were relevant for us. Mm. And so, um, and they were all related to the topic of the book though, which was what was always cool. It was never became like, oh, and let me tell you about my dog's latest, you know, itch that I can't figure out. <laughs> um, you know, it was, we always kind of stayed to focus on the topic of the book. And so it did. And it continued kind of as we went back in person, we continued to meet. We kind of went through this phase of, do we meet in person? Do we like each other that much? You know, I don't know. And, and then we just never ended up doing it. And then I abandoned them. Well, here's a question, a question for both of you, kind of kind of springboarding off of that. You know, I, Anthony and I were, were going to be asking, hey, will events ever, have events fully come back mm. since mm. the pandemic? But in listening to this conversation, I'm wondering, maybe that's not even the right question to ask. Mm. Will things ever really come back from the pandemic or I have things not. permanently <laughs> changed? I mean, did we all learn something during the pandemic that's permanently affected how events happen? And yeah. I'm, I'm curious what I your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I definitely think so. I don't, I mean, now, like I said, so what was it? Last year was our first year of Entrefest with like no restrictions. Um, I know that like, I think at like the Angler Theater, um, they had just lifted like their mask rules 
like the week of Entrefest. Like, so it was really coming out of, we didn't have any like regulations, I guess, that we had to like go by. Um, we could have as many people as the venue would hold. Um, but so I don't think they'll ever go back to what they were, but I definitely, they've definitely changed in trying to figure out, okay, so now what? Now how can I get you out of the house? Now how can I get you to think that paying for a $200 ticket to one of these events is like, you can see the value, you know? Um, but there's some good stuff that I think that's come out of that too, because yeah. I think while there, there is so much value as much as, as it's hard for me, because it's not that I hate networking, it's that it's hard for me and I don't mm -hmm. like things that are it's hard for everybody. me, yep. yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, and, and that's the real truth if I set my ego aside, <laughs> is that I don't like doing things like that that are socially uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Just being honest. <laughs> but I think that there's, um, you know, there's so much value in doing it. There is so much value in the face-to-face -face that you, you don't get in an online virtual environment. And, you know, I, the company that I work for during the day these days, I am their only Iowa-based employee. Hmm. Like, there's literally no one else that works for my company in this state. And so... Everything I do is virtual. My team is entirely virtual in different states. And so, you know, when we are able to get together, when I am able to see fellow employees in person when I travel, it's always like it's a different conversation. And so, you know, and I think the same is true with events, but I think virtual events done right are still a really powerful experience. Right. And so, you know, I think there is, like for those of us that are a little more introverted and that networking piece is harder and there is, it's an opportunity when we get to do virtual things to do them a little bit more on our terms. Mm -hmm. And that can be a really good way to step through a door into something. And I think that there was a door that some people stepped through mm -hmm. when we had to do Entrefest virtually. It was for some people their first time attending. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, then they came in person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so we did see some of that happen. And so I wouldn't discount the shifting nature as a bad thing by any stretch. And I don't think that's what you were trying to do. Um, but I do think that it, when, as if we continue to have this conversation about, are we ever going to go back? We're never going to go mm -mm. back. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, we're just, we're not. And we, we stop ourselves from going back when we have those kinds of conversations anyway. I think the real progress is going to be in what are we willing to create now? Mm. Like, I think that's the question mm -hmm. is what are we willing and open and able to create now because of the experiences we've had? Yeah. And whenever you talk about, of course, the podcast itself mm -hmm. name, Iowa Innovation, I mean, Nubilco as a whole, like, that's yeah. all we do. We innovate. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm curious there right with you. Like, yeah. what will be that next thing? Um, that will innovate and make that experience of events a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But one question, you were kind of talking about the networking aspect of it, and I wasn't around whenever y'all did the hybrid, but I am curious, was there a way for people who weren't there in person to network? Yeah, there you know was. I mean? yeah, there the was the what was that platform? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the, the app that we use for the event, um, whether you were a virtual attendee or an in-person right. attendee, everyone could communicate within the app the same um now they they didn't have the same like um opportunity of like walking up to somebody right. that they saw as like oh she has a cool shirt on i'm gonna go up and talk to her no it was just like oh your bio in the app sounds interesting or your company mm -hmm. i've been wanting to get connected with like i'm gonna reach out to you and hopefully we can make a connection 
that was probably how, you know, there were different like breakout waiting room type things too mm-hmm. that we had set up on Zoom um, for those that were virtual that they could pop in and just chit chat with people or we had a virtual headquarters. Okay. So, yeah. And that was kind of just a place that like you just wanted to stop in and hopefully somebody else was in there and chit chat with them like you could. But Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I remember the app now and I, I more so appreciate the app for after EntreFest yeah. mm-hmm. um, because you already had the full collection of all of the speakers and everybody that was there yeah. and everybody that you connected with. Uh, but now it just made it a little bit easier yeah. um, just to go ahead and find them, you know, at them on LinkedIn mm-hmm. or yep. Facebook or whatever and keep that yeah. communication going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so I guess a big question that I want to know um, um, in the sense of innovation and also events, how many events do we have? Um, and how many events did we start with when when you started, Jordan? Or how many mm-hmm. do you remember, Jennifer, mm-hmm. to, to where are we now with events? Oh, goodness. I know. Uh, I'm asking I was like, yeah, question. it's been like five years. <laughs> um, I would say so our newest events that we didn't have probably – Five years ago, definitely like the Kiva fundraiser yep. and mm-hmm. our computer science education yeah. um, fundraiser. Those are definitely two new ones. Um, we've experimented. We've with experimented. A lot, I was just going to say, like, you know, that's part of you know, kind of in the line with that innovation mm-hmm. thing. Because I did a few. I had like an innovation speaker series for a while that and I was running. The through the screen um, series. We did through the screen where ICR we tried Agile. to build community that way. Yeah, ICR, ICR Agile. Agile. We did it that a couple times. So, I mean, I think there's what the one thing that New Book was always willing to do is try something mm-hmm. and see like is this something that our population, the the people that we're talking to, want, mm-hmm. and so. You know, that number, I don't think it's straight line growth, right? right. It's, you know, I think it's like more of a mm-hmm. jagged kind of up and down. We're going to do a lot this year. <laughs> no, those yeah. didn't work. Let's go back down, you know. But that's the process of innovation. Trying something, experimenting, you know, shifting it, kind of like I did with the book club a little bit. But then, you know, that even went away because it, it, it wasn't it wasn't sticky. It wasn't sustainable, mm-hmm. you right. know. Um, it was more tied to my personality than it was really an event that was – kind of a standalone and I think that's where that's what some of the lessons I learned anyway from some of the events we did was if you want something to be enduring that's the word I was looking for earlier if you want something to be enduring then it needs to not be dependent on a person Mm. it's got there's got to be a framework and a structure and something that is beyond a single person's idea and into something that is connected to is community based, right. not person based. Well, it's, you know? it's funny you say that because that's almost exactly what this podcast has been. Right. You know, this podcast started with you. This right. was your idea. You, this is your baby, basically. Yeah. But it has it's grown in, in the four seasons. I had the, we've I had done the idea before then. I even knew Logan and his amazingness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Logan Schultz, who uh, who who works with us at Upload Media Group, has been an incredible ally mm-hmm. to this podcast. And honestly, I can honestly say the podcast would not have happened without Logan and without Upload. I mean, yeah. I think mm-hmm. if we tried it on our own, we would have done a few episodes and you know recorded it. Yeah. You know, on our own gear and been like, this is hard. I don't want to do this <laughs> anymore. Because that was our first idea. Well, we'll just get some mics and we'll just do it. Yeah, yeah. We just saw, yeah. Luckily, we decided not to do that. Yeah. We went to Upload, who was incredibly supportive yeah. of us and and basically answered all the questions that we had. Because we're like, how do you make a podcast? How do you get a podcast onto, yeah. uh, onto Spotify? How do you do all these things? We didn't know. 
Upload Media Group knew, and they helped us out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it was it was great because Upload already had their own shows that they were producing, but right. they also mm-hmm. were producing us as basically just like uh, you know they were like sure hire us and we'll do it. And um, and then uh, it, this this current season is when Upload kind of was like hey you know we would love to come on board as an actual sponsor, and so mm-hmm. uh, the video production kind of came with that. Uh, so yeah, we can't say enough good things about them because this whole thing, everything we're doing, wouldn't have been possible without them. And uh, and a huge shout out also to uh, Van Meter for being on board with us as a sponsor. Van um, Meter. Oh, yeah. see, if you're not watching the video, you, you are missing <laughs> an amazing sponsor. <laughs> amazing sponsor. Those are great finger gymnastics. Well done. Like, no, well done. <laughs> I, the epi- like I said, the episode after this one, uh, the next one up, we're going to be chatting with Danielle from Van Meter, which I'm really looking forward to. We've yes. been hyping that interview when you all talk season. about a networker, holy... Wow. Really? Yeah. She's Superhero? A, yeah, she's a oh, networker on steroids. Nice. Uh, nice. Way more, I guess you could say, her personality um, and her passion for the innovation and just the creation of the Van Meter as a whole mm-hmm. definitely exudes out of her. Yeah. And so I definitely cannot wait for um, yeah. that podcast. Well, and Van Meter her. was one of the um, participants in the inaugural uh, Entrepreneur Academy as well. I oh. did not know that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we're going to have yeah. to ask her about that yeah. then. There you go. That'll be really cool. No, that's that's. Good yeah. Full circle. See, you are, Look you are at a fountain of information, Jennifer. <laughs> I do what I do. I well, I I do I, I do have one last question for you before we wrap everything what up, which that? is that as the person who <laughs> had this idea and who was there, you know, in the, you know through the whole. Uh, I really know, feel like I'm being buttered the whole up season. right now. Uh, no, we're not going down the butter drive. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> but but you know, you co-hosted for the first season, and and then you've continued to listen as it's like you know spun off on its own mm-hmm. thing. You know, sitting here now in this studio, which is much much larger than the studio we recorded our first episode. Oh my in. gosh, yeah. Uh, and just kind of seeing how the formats changed a little bit and all that. Just what are you were just talking a little bit ago about how things are not, you know, not owned by one person and that they grow and that yeah. they other people add their input and make it into something else. As you look at what this podcast is, as it's hit episode 50, yeah. what are your thoughts as the person who this was your idea and your baby when it started? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. This episode is one episode older than I am aged now. You didn't have to tell anybody that. (laughs) You look good, though. Dude, I am stoked. (laughs) I said this was the 50th episode, not the 30th. Uh, Oh, shut up. Anyway, that that was smooth. I'll give you that. You're smooth. But no, it's fine. I've, I've done away with birthdays. I'm now leveling. We've all seen those there memes, right? Yep. I'm mm-hmm. not leveling, so level 49. Hey. But that was just a shameless um, bid for you guys to tell me how good it looked. <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting for that. Y'all better say it. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm totally teasing. Um, no, but uh, I was trying to make a really funny joke there. It didn't work out, but I got compliments, so we're going to go with it. Um, no, I think, you know, it's, it is interesting because I was, I was, you know, to be, to be transparent, that was one of my fears when I left was I did not want this to die. You know, and so thank you for keeping it alive, and thank you for coming on and continuing to feed it. Because I'm like, I'm getting choked up. I get emotional at weird times anymore. (laughs) But that was one of my things is I didn't want this to die because I felt like it was just so important. You know, and we were having so much fun, 
And I felt like momentum was just building, you know, like people were just just starting to kind of get a hint of what we were doing. And I was starting to have people recognize when I would say it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. You know, I haven't listened yet. Well, of course, you haven't. <laughs> you know, I've been meaning to. It's on my list. So, you know, that's what I say, too. Um, so, <laughs> but it was, you know, and so I was, I was really I was so excited about what we had created and the potential of it and the feedback and the response we got and all those entrepreneurs that we interviewed at Entrefest that year and being able to tell some of their stories for the first time on a podcast. Some of them hadn't done that before. And so I was just like, there is something special that can be done with this. And I hope it continues to thrive. I hope I'm, I hope my sense is right. Because then you also, you know, as someone who's created something, you also, as you know, have your ego in there a little mm. bit too. And you're like, am I just thinking I'm great, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But so I was, I was thrilled, you know, and, and you guys have experimented with so many things, you know, changing out different hosts and co-hosts, you know, for different episodes and then finding, you know, some consistent voices, adding the video component, um, you know, bringing in people that are willing to talk about kind of where, you know, like with this episode, where we've been, where we're going, what's going on, how we do the things we do, you know, it's often we see the output and we're like, man, that looks easy, mm -hmm. you know, right. and being able to go behind the scenes with people like Jordan, I think is a really big deal. So, and then you had my favorite weatherman on recently too, Mr. Foster. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, yeah, I was like, oh. Mr. Winters? And John did such, John Foster did such a good job and he was so nervous coming on. Well, like, he, yeah. he, like beforehand, he was just like, yeah. you could just tell he was like oh yeah. and then when we told him he was going to be on camera he was like oh, i hate you both. <laughs> yeah. but but he but once we got him in here he did great yeah. he did great and of course he did and and so yeah. did jordan jordan uh -huh. same thing we yeah. told jordan we wanted her to come on the podcast and jordan yeah. was like totally how, caught me off guard you were like how dare you i said wait what you want me to be there to talk about that like, like you i thought awesome. you were just throwing an you idea did, out i'm hey. like Great idea. We yeah, you should director. talk about it. Yes. <laughs> oh, but wait, you want me? Never mind. Never mind. Hold on. <laughs> bad idea, Rob. Well, clearly not a bad idea. It was I amazing. think this was a great amazing conversation. Idea. I, I cannot I cannot thank both of you enough yeah, for coming on. Uh, Jennifer, it's, it was been it was a real thrill getting to be on that first season with you. Yeah, and I'm same. I'm glad that that we've been able to keep the show going and that yeah. here we are on episode fifty and it's been a wild ride. And I agree with you. I, I it has always been really important to me that people understand that there's really cool, really innovative things happening in the state of Iowa. You don't have to go to the East Coast or the West Coast to find those things. And that if you want to do innovative work and like you were born and raised in Iowa, you don't have to leave. You could yeah. stay here and there will be an infrastructure to support you and there will be other creative people uh, who share your enthusiasm and your passion and uh, and who will rise to the occasion. And so, I, I mean, I think that's been a big part of the mission of Nuboco mm -hmm. and it's a big part of the mission of this podcast is to tell those stories and make people aware, hey, there's really great things happening here. You don't have to leave. Uh, just ask around. Just find those people to collaborate with or to do business with or, or whatever it is that you're looking for uh, and we can just make this an amazing and innovative state. So um, we don't have to preach. Make it. it already is. It already is an amazing yes, and innovative sir. state. So uh, yeah, I I mean it's, it's been an honor and a privilege to be mm -hmm. part of this. And Absolutely. so and I so I owe you a big thanks because yeah. you know I 
I didn't even want to be a co-host. I know. <laughs> I, I, I really had to. He's like, I guess I'll do it until you find someone else. <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly. No, I, I, I finally, I got drafted in. And I was like, oh, fine. 50 right. episodes later. I know. Yeah. Now it's his baby. Here I am. Yeah. Here I On am. camera. And I knew, I knew if I could get him in for a few, he'd be hooked. He's enough of a performer. I knew it would happen. You know, it's funny that that's your philosophy. That was exactly my philosophy with Anthony. Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. yeah. No, you came you in for a, a few, uh, like, like I think you were a guest host on yeah. season two for uh-huh. a few yeah. episodes, and I and you did awesome. And I was like, I bet Anthony would love to do this. Yeah. Regularly. Oh, you were a natural. Sure I listened to the first episode and you co-hosted. Here you are, like, ready for that's it. That's the dude. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you, though, Rob. Oh sure. man, no. Yeah. It, well, it's 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 just it's been a great experience. And then of course, uh, we keep saying it. Uh, Logan and Upload Media Group, you know, kind of yep. gluing the whole thing together. That's a huge yep. thanks to them. The so. constant. The constant. So, uh, yeah. so, and, and and thank you, everybody who has been listening to us. Whether you're a new listener who just came on board, or uh, whether you're Aaron Horn and you've been with us since episode one. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Every episode. Uh, seriously, thank you so much for uh, for for being part of this and making this show what it is. And so, uh, with that, uh, I think we're going to be signing off. But we've got one episode left to go on this season uh, with mm-hmm. uh, with Van Meter. I'm looking forward to that one. But for now, if you'd like to know more about NuboCo as an organization, go to nubo.co. And, uh, and Jennifer, if people would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Honestly, the most direct way right now is to email me, jennifer at dangerousleader.com. But you can also go to my website, dangerousleader.com, and connect with me there. And Jordan, if someone has a question about events, I mean, they can go to entrefest.com to learn mm-hmm. about Entrefest. Uh, but if they have questions either about maybe they want to put on an event through NuboCo or they just want to know more about what we do, what is the best place for them to either get in contact with you directly or a place that they should go to find information? Yeah, so there should be links on both. Of course, email, emailing me. Um, but uh, there should be links on both Entrefest website and the Nuboco website of like, you have a question, you want to chat, what you know, like a, a contact form, but it's not really a form. It's just, you know, name, email address. And then it comes to, I think, like five of our inboxes and we all forward it to the right person. So... <laughs> It'll get to my inbox some, some way. Point, yeah. I can another. testify that works. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So, Anthony, do you have any final uh, final thoughts you wanted to share? Oh no, I mean, I think it was uh, it was just good having this podcast today, uh, talking to the legend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Finally, then, thank hey, you. Of thank course. You. And then also talking to yourself, Jordan, about all the, the great events that, that you're doing. And I mean, the events itself are definitely impactful, not just for Nubico, mm-hmm. but the in, that impacts the whole state of Iowa mm-hmm. um, and what we're trying to do for um, not just entrepreneurs, but the innovators and educators here um, in Iowa. So, so yeah, I mean, that's all I got. And I, I love Iowa. And I love Nubico. Never thought I would say I love yeah. Iowa. I know, right? What? Dude, I'm with you. What? I'm with you. <laughs> One of us. I know. One, One of us. us. No, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've, I've, only, I've only had good things that's happened out of here. Um, you know, not everything's perfect, but being at Nubico has definitely opened my eyes uh, to some great things. And us as a small i would say a small nonprofit. we're doing some big major yes. things big in things, the area yeah yes. so so 
yeah. So that's what I got, Rob. Hey, I don't think I can top that. So <laughs> thanks to everybody, uh, and we'll see you on the next episode. Until then, keep innovating, Iowa. 51.